This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Reflecting back on a year of ACH fraud incidents and corporate account takeover, I asked the question, are business customers better off at the end of 2010 than they were at the start of the year? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about ACH fraud and corporate account takeover today. I'm speaking with activist Jim Woodhill. Jim, thanks so much for joining me again. You're welcome, Tom. Jim, it's been some months since we've spoken. Why don't you give us an update on what you're doing now professionally and in terms of your activism on this issue? Well, I've been retired from active for-pay work for over a decade now, but I have served on the boards of various companies, largely security companies in which I've invested. But I have moved uh, completely to the activist community and away from the vendor community so I can devote all my time to uh, working on the problem that you framed at the beginning of this interview. Well, let's tackle this question I asked up front, Jim. In terms of ACH fraud, are banking business customers better off now than they were at the start of this year? They're worse off. The crime has grown in, in, in the rate at which it's occurring. Um, there's nothing that's happened that the victims are no more aware, the potential victims are no more aware of the threat they're under than they were a year ago. The antivirus products still don't uh, see this threat coming and stop it. Microsoft has not done anything to make Windows more secure, uh, and there, there's no uh, apparent movement uh, in the banking community to make the uh, processes more secure at the server. Now, Jim, I know you've been involved with this from the start. You've been intimately involved with some of the victims. You've been a part of the dialogue in Washington, D.C. It's a topic you know well. What would you say that we have learned about ACH fraud in 2010? Well, it's become obvious that uh, Congress is going to have to act. If ACH fraud is going to be stopped, it will be stopped by political pressure and, if necessary, legislation, not by the uh, voluntary actions of the financial services industry. Yeah, why do you say that, Jim? Well, if they were, this is a beaten problem. You know, technically, the, the security solutions existed five years ago to prevent every single documented Zeus uh, attack that we, you know, that has emerged in the press. There's such anomalous uh, transactions. There's the Zeus is vulnerable to totally out of band uh, transaction confirmation techniques. You know, it's a beaten problem technically. So you have to figure that if the financial services industry were going to stop the problem with the security solutions they would have by now. But also, their public position is that they are not responsible for safeguarding their depositor spots, that they only safeguard their own inside the firewall IP and the cust- their customers are out there in the client uh, cloud. So someone doesn't take responsibility for solving a problem, they're not going to solve it, 
And this is the kind of problem that inherently cannot be solved by the customers themselves because they're not Windows cybersecurity experts. They're, they're church members and public library managers and small business owners and uh, charity executives. They're not cybersecurity gurus. So, Jim, earlier in the year, guidance came down from the ABA, the FSISAC, FBI, that was to guide banking institutions and their corporate customers on ways to avoid becoming victims of fraud. What are your thoughts on the on the, the guidelines that came down? Well, same thoughts I had on the previous FSISAC guide, uh, guidelines that came out, you know, a year or more earlier than that. Uh, they won't make any difference because you simply cannot address a problem like this with education. You cannot get the word out at societal scale in less than a couple of generations. It takes a full generation, 20 years, to ripple a change in medical practice through a medical specialty exactly the size of the independent community bankers of America, like 8,500 gastroenterologists or otolaryngologists in America. 20 years to get uh, a, new, a full adoption of a, a change in clinical practice. So 23 million um, uh, account holding entities in America, there's no way to do it. Now, one of the things you've talked about throughout the course of the year is the, the possibility of, of amending Regulation E so that it offers to corporate customers the same protections from fraud losses as consumers. And I know you met last week with Senator Schumer, who has sponsored a bill that would amend Regulation E. What can you tell us about that meeting and progress toward that objective? Well, you know, it's an example of democracy as it's supposed to work. That is, that bill was not a result of anybody lobbying for anything. It was a victim, multiple victims in New York State approaching their senator on the banking committee, describing how they've been victimized, senator staff reacting to that victimization with legislation to address their problem. The legislation is narrowly focused on just municipalities and school boards trying to avoid doing too much too quickly and you know Senator Schumer's staff has taken the only idea that's been mooted in the intellectual marketplace which is regulation E extension and done that because there have been no competing proposals. And your thoughts on the, the prospect of this regulation E being amended based on your conversations? Well something will be done Tom. You know, the, the political system of America will not tolerate year after year of choice escrows and Waynesburg school districts and, and uh, Little and Kings being victimized by Eastern European cyber criminals. Also, we have to remember that it wouldn't even be enough for the banks to step up and absorb the losses themselves. This money is flowing to foreign enemies of the United States who are using it to fund R&D to create more, better, and different attacks against our banking infrastructure. So the losses have to stop, not shifted around. Now, Jim, I know you have been critical to some extent 
to the banking industry's response to corporate account takeover and ACH fraud. What's your response to what you've heard, say, from the American Bankers Association on this topic? Well, it won't. Nothing they propose will solve the problem ever, much less solve the problem quickly, surely, and with no disruption to the business model of community banks in this country. You know, we have to remember that if the enemy can force us to change the way we do business in this country, to force community banks out of online banking, or force every small company in America to try to be a cybersecurity expert, that's a victory all of its own. That's the equivalent of a few hundred jihadists overseas forcing us all to have our genitals fondled before we can board an airplane. So we must not let them have that victory. We mustn't let we must find a solution that doesn't require even community bankers to know about this problem, much less 23 million churches, school districts, and public libraries. So if you could boil it down, Jim, looking to 2011, what needs to happen in this year to protect banks and businesses from ACH wire fraud and corporate account takeover? Well, somebody's got to come up with a plan that quickly, like by the end of 2011, employs, you know, the, a combination of the existing uh, security solutions actually deploys them to stop this crime. And that is my concern with Senator Schumer's bill, is that it will prevent small organizations from being bankrupted or children in rural New York from going without their music lessons but it just moves the problem uh, from one set of people who can't deal with it to another set of people that, you know, can community bankers become cybersecurity experts? Of course. Cybersecurity, there's a lot to it, but none of it is any more complex than banking. The problem is that we need bankers doing banking. We need them making loans, not dropping everything and trying to learn about the cybersecurity threat landscape. So, Jim, what will you be doing on the activist front in 2011? Well, I, in our meeting with Senator Schumer's office, they expressed a great desire for an alternative. You know, Congress is not staffed to propose. Congress can only dispose. Congress decides when it must act, and then it chooses between alternatives presented to it. And right now, the alternatives presented to it are, in effect, do nothing or extend Regulation E to cover more and more accounts. And neither of those things inherently stops this problem, much less stops it quickly, surely, and without damage to small banks' business models. So I will be working on pulling together the necessary players to deliver that plan to Senator Schumer's office as my highest priority. What's your deadline on that, Jim? Well, it, you know, if we're going to have the problem beaten by the end of the year, I'd say first quarter, it's fortunate that the uh, the likely solutions can be done very quickly.
so uh, probably by the end of this quarter, I hope to have either the necessary players on board or for them to say no and have Congress understand that the uh, that they're going to have to um, force a solution rather than have the private sector uh, step forward with a solution. I would prefer market mechanisms to uh, governmental regulatory mechanisms wherever possible and most of this problem is best solved by market capitalism. Uh, there just has to be a, a regulatory framework that basically just says the problem must be solved and it must be solved quickly. Well, Jim, I look forward to talking with you in 2011 as the dialogue continues. I look forward to seeing details of the, the plan that you submit. We've been talking about ACH fraud. We've been talking with Jim Woodhill. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.